Everybody, hello, hello. How is everybody today? Good to see you. Hi, hi, Harlequin. Hi, Captain. Hi, Monkey Bum. Hi, Acorn. Yay! 
Yay, it's an awesome shirt. Love wins. Woo! Oh, Jake, yay, my beautiful brother I think I just saw in the room. Is Jakey here? Hello, Mr. White. Hello, Moya Surfer Dude, Storm, Birthday Boy. Ah, hi, Jakey. Hi, Az. Nice to see you all. Thank you so much for swinging by. Hi, Jasper, Math Man. I uh, just want to make sure my levels are all good with you guys. We have an action-packed week for you. Tomorrow we have Lex Rudd from Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. We're going to watch some Farscape episodes. We have my beautiful brother who's in the chat room right now on yesterday for the Wonderland tour. It was so much fun. You be level. You be level, Doug. Sound is good right now. Good. All right. Now, when I bring Karen on, just let me know that the sound's all nice and clear. Uh, so... This is very exciting for me. Karen Ashley is the spectacular Yellow Power Ranger. She's also an amazing creator, producer, writer, and a very dear friend. So I'm going to bring her into the room now. Uh, it's going to be very, very, very exciting. All right, here we go. Wee. Hello, hello. Hi, beautiful. Hi! <laughs> happy, happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday! I just love seeing you. I, I miss you, Gigi. <laughs> I miss you too. I miss you. I, what have you been doing in this weird and wonderful world that we now live in? Right? I have been uh, trying to stay calm and sane and, you know, I, I kind of got in a groove though. Like I will say the first month I was missing like traveling and I was going through the Comic-Con withdrawal. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, what now? Like, what do we do? And so, you know, now I'm in a good place. Like I'm staying creative and I just like kind of made a resolution with myself. And I said, every day do something creative, whether, you know, it be right, whether it be create do something so that you're pushing yourself forward so when the when all of this stuff is over like you can say oh i wrote a script yes i wrote a book yes. i created a podcast like you know <laughs> yeah i'm with you because it's surreal because it, it it's trippy like it was like there's all these weird phases that we've all been through like the first one is immediately you'd like well, what am I going to do? Well, what? And how do we pay the bills? And how do we live? And what do we eat? And what? Do, yeah. Stay home? What? And then you realize the whole world's in flux. Like the whole world is going through this exact same thing too. So what do we do? Give love, share love, uh, be chilled yes. out, make beautiful productions. Because there's yeah. so much craziness going on. It's You're right. The best yeah. thing is to, to focus on the good stuff and creating yes. beautiful things. I agree. I agree. And you know what? We're creative. So it's always that, you know, we, we've lived in this cycle where we stay busy and like we travel all the time. Like I see you on the road. We're always on a flight going somewhere. And we're always like, at least I was, I was always like, well, if I ever had the time, I would do this. If I had the time, I would do that. Well, so now, now time. Yeah. <laughs> now we've manifested it. It's like, well, we better get to work then. Right, you better get to work. So, how, how many? So, do you? How many comic cons do you think you do a year? Almost what? Like two weekends a month? You think? Yeah, I do. I last year I did close to thirty. Um, so it's anywhere from like two to three weekends a month. But you know, like December, you're home. Like it's kind of shut down. January, there might be one. You know, it's like it kind of starts off slow. But once you hit March through like November, 
we're just gone. And so it's anywhere from 25 to 30. Wow. But yeah, I, I did. It was like, we literally were at a show. We heard about, you know, oh, the cases are starting to spike. We went home and I was getting ready for another show. Yes. And that Friday night, I mean, that Thursday night, they called me and were like, you can't come. We had to cancel. And like 10 shows canceled in one weekend. Like it just ended. It was the craziest thing. So it was, it was, it was weird, but you're right. The whole world was going through it. So there was some comfort in knowing that we were, it just wasn't us, but it literally wiped out our, you know, kind of our, our weekend job. (laughs) It's all, it's all like the, yeah, we, we, we are all in this together. So we've got to help each other out one way or another, don't we? It's, it's a very surreal, very surreal time, but the, 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 exciting thing for me in falling into researching you I've been sending it for the for the curious chat room out there I've been sending Karen snapshots of all me stalking her for the last few days she's like oh what has she found now this so, is your life <laughs> this is your life remember this part Karen's like okay okay I get I get it so it's so hilarious I always knew that you were a freaking rock star in life but then i realized after researching your spectacular career that you actually had a recording deal and you were in a girl band and i can't believe that you left me out i'm devastated that i never i never got the phone call i didn't call. know you if i knew you Gigi, you know you would have been there girl is it because of my, my funky dance moves yes you'd have been right there you would have fit right in i know it's it's so crazy because um that's how i got started in the business i was 12 years old and it, it lasted for about five years and we were you know we worked really hard and in that time we were able to get a record deal we were signed to AM perspective records and um we were on the mo money soundtrack it was just the kind of a, a crazy time and i thought like i was like this is my life i've made it <laughs> this is I'm, I'm you know i was like we were working with the producers that worked with janet jackson and then it just kind of ran its course and it kind of peaked and then it ended and it wasn't like it wasn't really the big break it was just the start to my career you know how old were you but it was it was an amazing time I always credit that group as the reason I was able to go to like that open call for Power Rangers because I knew what what it took to go in a room and have to turn it on And, and I learned all that in that group and I I always credit my work ethic to Crush because we were, they, I mean, we didn't, like in high school, I didn't have cheerleading. I didn't have after school stuff. I had Crush. So it was like after school, we You're rehearsed. You're in high school. On the weekends, we rehearsed. We traveled. We were either at the studio or in the rehearsal hall. It was either or, you know? Everyone's like, oh my God, Janet, OMG, Janet Jackson, what? <laughs> <laughs> she went to one of our shows. Like we had- um, Yes, I know. It was like- I was, it was ridiculous, but she was always the sweetest. And <gasps> she, we had a, a show, like the Mall Money soundtrack was coming out and we did this huge, like big, huge show at the Mall of America. And it was us and a couple of other groups that oh. were on the soundtrack. And she came to our show and like, we're just imagine you're on stage and you're dancing and you look up and Janet Jackson is standing there. We just lost it. Did but you get to meet her? So sweet. So, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. My- yeah, we met her. We met her several times because she would, you know, she'd be at the studio, or we, you know, we all work with the same people. So what and do you what do you say? Just, High five, Janet. What do you? How do you <laughs> like? I was always like, I was like, I would try not to be nervous, but you just, I mean, 
she was just, I mean, she's an icon, like her whole family. Like you just, I mean, she was just probably the nicest and sweetest and down to earth person. Like you would think that someone like her would be different, but she wasn't, she was so approachable. And like I said, she didn't even have to come to our show, but she went to our show at the mall of America <laughs> and was amazing. dancing and, and loving it. And she'd give us tickets to her concert and, you know, she'd invite us over. Like she really wanted to mentor us. Wow. And what yeah, a... she was a really dope, dope yeah. woman. And so in the early days, so you sent your tapes to you, you could like I heard you continually sent tapes and then finally they're like you know what these girls have, have got it and contacted yes, like, you we had a manager went? and he's still one of my really good friends to this day but he basically would like this like he would send them fax messages and like it would say crush is coming or he would just send them something good. all the time and we literally would do demos and we'd send them a new demo every two to three weeks and we just stayed persistent and we knew they had an interest because they would say send more songs and we'd send them songs well send us a video and we went and shot a video like you know and it was like the 90s low budget video but it was us or we'd send them a video of us talking and hanging out as teenagers and and we knew that they were looking for a girl group and literally it took about a year and we got we got off for the record deal Uh, i just seriously got goosebumps I know, I know. And we went to Minneapolis and, and we started recording our album. And it was just kind of weird because we started working on the album. And then maybe a couple months later, they got this Mo Money soundtrack. So they had to put our album on hold because they were like, we've got to do this huge soundtrack. It's yeah. for a movie, but you'll be on it. We were like, okay. Um, and so we got to be on the soundtrack on several different songs. And so we just kept going. And then we kind of started our album over. And then Janet needed to come in and do her album. So we got put on hold again. And I mean, we were signed for five years. It was a, a five-year journey. And, uh, and But what was what was the kicker was during that process, um, we had an audition. It was my first audition ever as an actress. And it was for Sister Act 2. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited. We self-taped and we sent in our tape. I, we obviously didn't get, you know, we didn't get the part, but we got callbacks and we were kind of going through that process. But it was in that moment that I realized, I was like, God, I love singing. I love being in a group, but I really want to be an actress. Oh, I like, see. You got the I want to be an actress. Like, yeah. this is where it is for me. And um, I just knew, like I said, when I graduate, I'm going to move to, you know, L.A. I'm going to go to college and I'm just going to go to film school and I'm just going to move to L.A. And that was the plan. Because so, you've um, always been very gotten, driven, you've always been very focused, and you know how to hustle. You really and you create. You're a creator, a writer, a producer, an actress, a singer, a host. You do it all, and you kind of have to in this industry, don't you? You've got, you got to keep. To. Yeah. You know, you're the same way. Yeah. You're cut from the same cloth. You know, like it's almost like I remember once I was sitting around and I was complaining because it was just. There weren't really a lot of auditions and it was just in that in-between stage. And I remember my manager, my friend at the time, he goes, why are you complaining? Why don't you write your own film? Why don't you do your own thing? Like, you know, and, and even Jimmy and Terry, when we would work with them in the studio, they would, you know, come up with the music and do all of that. But we would write our own lyrics. They didn't want us, like, they didn't want writers in there you know, writing for teenagers, they wanted teenagers to write for themselves. And obviously they would help us and, but they've, they always kind of empowered us to do it. So I think at that moment I built that confidence and was like, okay, (laughs) let's figure it out. But it was funny, two months after I graduated high school, I went to an open call audition and that was powering. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that. So it was just you and a few thousand. Yes. 
Obviously, because you've come off crush and you've got that confidence and you, you're right. You just, you don't know. And it's like you, you're so focused on the positive and that you yes. can, you can do this. You can nail it. I know this. Like it's, it's effortless. And that's when you book the roles, isn't it? Because it's yes. funny, right? When you're younger, I thought when I was older, it would get easier. But now I think because of all this other nonsense that, you know, so it's so important to constantly have a positive attitude know that you've got it if it doesn't happen that's okay it's just taking you along another journey yeah. it does, it's not the end of the world like but that's an amazing turnaround four days and all of a sudden you were when did you realize how massive power rangers was <laughs> that day that day because um <laughs> at this point i had like started like i watched the show over that four days i was like okay what is Whoa. this about and i realized like it was the biggest kids television show in the world. Oh this was my a huge gosh. opportunity. And I remember when they were like, okay, here's the contract. You're going to do the television series and you're also going to get to go do a movie. So in, a, in, in about a month and a half, we're going to fly you to Sydney, Australia to shoot this movie. And I was like, I felt like I won the golden ticket. Like I get a TV show and the movie. Like okay. this is what we've been working for, right? <laughs> and it was just, um, I think in that moment, um, but even then, people, they would come to us on set and they would say, oh, you're the number one kids show in the world. But I don't think you ever really know what that means until, like, we started to travel the world and you meet people who don't speak English, but they know Power Rangers. Like, they can sing the theme song or they, you know, they know you, you know, because your show is internationally, you know, known. It's just until you kind of get out there. You're just, so, I was so happy and excited to be a working actress 
and to be living like the dream that I had for myself that I didn't really know what it was until after, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like doing Comic Cons, I mean, it's such a blessing because you almost get to smell the roses, but you're smelling it through the fans. Like they, like they, you know, they come up to us and they have these stories and they just, they were so inspired by things that you did or, or just who you were. And, and, you know, they may not have had the greatest life, but your show helped them through. And so it just makes you feel um, like you've really added to something you've added to life, you know, and then it's, it's a better, it's a better feeling. Yeah. Uh, we've got questions flying in. Uh, Captain Ca Captain Calvin Cat wants to know: In the audition process, did you uh, did you know fellow actors? Was there anyone famous auditioning with you? Uh, how much of the uh, were there people that you were auditioning with that actually made it as the Power Rangers next to you? You know, on set. Yeah, um, it's funny because Johnny and Steve and myself, we all came from Dallas. And I remember seeing them at that second audition when we had, you know, to just, we were being taped. Yeah. I remember seeing them, but <clears throat> I didn't know them. But when we auditioned that day for producers, I mean, we started early that morning and we kind of went in like three or four times. So we had to do it. And they actually put us in a group right away. So and they'd it was already like, reading chemistry and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they kind of put us as a group and we went in as a group. So we got to see each other audition. So we became really close, really wow. fast, just because we shared that experience. Um, but there's another actor, his name is um, Dan Southworth. He got on Power Rangers like 10 years later, but he was in that audition. That like he was in, he was one of the 15 that was like gonna, like was up for the part. And I think it was between him and Johnny. Um, but yeah, he ended up getting it 10 years later. And he said he auditioned several times and he's an amazing martial artist actor. And so it was pretty, pretty, it was pretty awesome when I found out he finally got the part. Cause I remember he was so nice, oh. you know, cause can you imagine there's 15 of you and you're like auditioning and auditioning yes. and yes. then they put us in a room, Gigi. And they were like, okay, you, 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 you got the part. And so we're screaming and crying. Oh, wait, they didn't separate but the other people, there are other people there. They like we were like, oh my god! Like yes. we couldn't even celebrate because we felt so bad because they're crying. They didn't have it. Oh we're my crying god! Because we <laughs> You're like, oh, awkward. Oh, yeah. babe, that's intense. That's that's hardcore. Yeah. And then so and then when you went to Australia, you'd never left the country before that, right? So what did that must be? Never. Have you, and what were you like, 18, 19? Have you 18 got, years old? Have you got some cheeky yeah. stories from down under? I know. It was like, I was an adult. I could gamble and I could drink. <laughs> it was probably like, it was honestly an adventure within an adventure. Like we, I mean, Australia is like one of those places, like it's a bucket list place. I think everyone in their life wants to go to Australia because it's such a beautiful place. So to know, like we were going to go there, we were shooting a film. It was like, you know, I always wanted to live abroad. I did like, we were there for six months. So it was like, you know, and you're an adult. Like we could go to a club, we could do anything. Yes. So it was it was so much fun. It was it's literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Uh, so you, yeah, there was a, there are a lot of stories from Australia. I was like, I bet you've got some stories from the, the <laughs> land of convicts. That's a that's a perfect I, I age was to like be in the Australia. Of all of us, but I still would like 
I would go out. I just wanted to go out and dance. Like that's my, that was my big thing. And so you're, you're 18 years old in America. You're a kid. You can't do that. But in Australia, you can do anything. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Well, don't tell me. Don't tempt me with a good you time, Karen. You know, you know that. You know me well enough. Uh, so uh, all the stunts and everything. So obviously you had a stunt team, but how much did they allow you to do? They must have trained you up before. Yes. Or because you moved yeah. so beautifully. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we had we always had one section in the the show and in the movie where we fought as ourselves, and that was what they called the civilian fight. So that you had to do, like you couldn't have a stunt double for that. It was you. It was all you. And I was a dancer, so for me, it, it came a little bit easier, I think, because I was used to learning choreography. Yeah. Um, but it's still martial arts. Like I still wanted to work with the team because, I mean, these guys were. I mean, they're black belts. They're ridiculous. Like they're doing things that I could never imagine doing. And so we had an amazing stunt team that always just was like helping me make sure that it looked authentic. And and and, and I had like the girl who was my stunt double at the time. She was like the kickboxing champion of the world. Oh, you're was, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, and I would just tell her, I was like, do like eight flips. And she's like, okay. And, and I mean, she always made the Yellow Ranger look really amazing. And I love the bit because I, I was watching my Power Rangers movie last night and you guys just rollerblading around some of my favourite sites in Sydney. I was like, wait a second, that's Darling Harbour. Now they're in King's Cross. Now they're in the Northern Beaches. They're really magical, these Power Rangers. <laughs> we were all over the place in Sydney. It was like, yeah, it was so much fun. Like, And then it was, it was totally different. Like I'd never left the country. So, I mean, this is... A, a whole new world you, and, and Sydney was just such a cool place you've got a magical sunlight spotlight perfectly lighting your face right it's like I know like oh. where did that come from I know it was like oh, they're, they're all adjusted. <laughs> I was like how do you like my eye and I was trying to move <laughs> how do you find how do you find the spotlight at home how does that work like you have a this beautiful anywhere <laughs> anywhere you go I like, have I have these shutters, like my, I've got my house is like, we've got like 20 foot ceilings and I have these shutters and like they're like, I think the sun's coming It's in like now. the perfect like lighting. I'm like, God, I need to get a spotlight. Here's, here's my light, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> so what was the most challenging part of the, of the role? Cause it, and yeah, you must've been, that would have been every single day. No, surely you had weekends off. Yes. But you were, no. the turnaround, turn <laughs> we worked no? at, we worked so much because we were shooting the television show and then we went to do the movie and we were supposed to be there three months and we ended up being there six months. So we had to start shooting the TV show as well. So it was like we were doing both at the same time. So there was never a day off. Um, Not even weekends? Was, huh? Not even weekends? We'd have like maybe one day off a week. Oh my and we, I mean, God. it was like 15 hour, 12 hour days. Um, we had a lot of voiceover. So even when you were done, you had to go in the studio and spend two or three hours doing that. Um, it was hard. Like Power Rangers is a very physically demanding show. Yeah. And back then our show came on every day. So it wasn't like we shoot one episode a week. We would shoot um, like two to three episodes a week. We'd shoot one every three days. So it was nonstop, like nonstop work. Um, but I think the hardest thing was just just that like it wasn't I, I enjoyed the work I enjoyed even the physical part even though I wasn't a martial artist I think it was just not having the downtime and just working non-stop for almost yeah. two years that was pretty pretty intense and you've become so... I always say it was the good the bad the ugly it was yeah, get everything 
get everything. Plus, yeah. you're, plus you're growing up and you don't have a chance to have a life outside of that. Like I don't, I, it is an amazing opportunity and wow, what a cool blessing. But at the same time, I don't, I think people sometimes understand how grueling the schedule can be and you're jumping in between episodes and you're not shooting chronologically and then you've got your ADR and then you also, because it was so physical, your body must have been just pushed to the limits, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was it, all of that, all of that. And, and you miss everything. Like you miss family functions and yeah. you miss, you know, holidays or, or if you you do get a holiday, you're only able to go for a small amount of time or it's just one of those things. And I think for me, it was such a huge transition because like I said, I was in high school and two months after graduating high school, I, I my dream was to live in LA and I thought, oh, I'll move there. I'll sleep on someone's couch. It'll be this gradual thing. Um, but literally within four days, I, I'm in a new city and they're like, tell your parents to FedEx your clothes, you know, I <sighs> tell, we'll, we'll ship your car. You're here and you're working on Monday. So it was like, uh, okay. And as exciting as that is, you're also like, oh, like what happened? Yeah, here I am. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> That's amazing. I remember I used to sleep with my light on cause I was like scared. I'd never slept in a, in a, in a place by myself. I was a, a kid, you know? I live with my parents. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, the chat room wants to know when when did we meet? Was it on the Comic Con circuit? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't remember when exactly, but we just met and it was like we could not yep. stop laughing and talking. There was, <laughs> like, there was much laughing that went on. And remember, you'd it would be because then because you got you guys obviously are very you know close with all your power rangers you're like a big family so i would you yeah. guys welcomed me into that family and i felt very blessed and remember we were at a dinner one time and um, i was like uh houston no dallas no Ted. and you're like it's austin and i was like austin His name is austin <laughs> to this day we still call him houston like we were like houston <laughs> Because yeah, you were like Houston, blah blah blah. And we were Dallas, like, Texas. me and Walter didn't realize who you were talking like, to. Like, what is she got Tourette's about Austin? <laughs> and we were dying. Like, we to this day will call him everything but Austin. We're like Houston. You're very Dallas. Very patient with me. Abilene. <laughs> Abilene. Uh, so yes, definitely this the the circuit. We've I don't even know how many conventions we've been to, but. They've all been like we, we'll debrief all the time about them, won't we? Like, how lucky are we to have people yeah. that support our dream and have allowed us to travel all around the world? And it's what a beautiful way. Also, we've met a lot of uh, friends and family and cool work connections through the Comic Con world as well. Like uh, the yes. chat, the chat room's also asking about the order and how that all came about. You know what? It came through Comic-Cons, honestly, because I kept saying we, you know, there's always these times where they have like these reunion episodes and all this stuff that they do for Power Rangers and they'll bring a couple of people back or they'll do a certain thing. Um, and it just always is kind of, it's, it's climactic. And then it's kind of, it, it's not what everyone was hoping for. And so I kept saying, I'm like, why are we waiting for them to call us? We need to do our own thing, you know? And, and I also just wanted to, try to create a project to where we could do it with friends that we met through comic-con like all of us we talk about i hope one day we get to work together like you just hit it off with people and everyone is so talented and i'm like power rangers is like one percent of what we can do as actors yes. like we should be seen in a different light you know 
And so that's kind of how the order came about. And um, David Fielding and I, who is, he played Zordon, we just talked about it one day and I said, we really should write the script. I want it to be an action script, these assassins and the vigilantes and, you know, people we think normally would be good guys, they're bad guys. And we were just all hyped up about it. And so we wrote it. And and one day I had a, a dinner and I invited like all the, all of my Power Ranger friends and said, I got something I want to pitch to you. And they were like, what huh? the heck? Because they had no idea what it was. And so at that dinner, I just pitched it to them and was like, look, I, I really have this project. I would love for you to do it. Same thing like I did with you. I called you and was like, look, I have this project. I have this role. I think you'd be awesome. Because I didn't want it to just be Power Rangers. I wanted it to be a bunch of different actors and actresses. And and like you said, through Comic-Cons, we've met so many different icons and so many different cool people that I'm just like, man, I would love to do something with you guys. Yes. Um, and so that was the opportunity. And since then, I mean, we hit a huge roadblock. You were there. We had to call off the shoot. But it's almost was like a blessing in disguise. At the time, I was devastated. But now it's almost like a blessing in disguise because we've partnered up with another production team and um, we're pitching it as a television show. Ooh. So I've reimagined. Can I still be in it? Can it, I still be in it? Yes. I, I'm telling you, like. I, if we get it to, if it could be what I hope it would be, yes. um, it's going to be even better because it's not just a one and done kind of situation. It's wow. an ongoing television series. And um, it's just, it gives me a, even a more time as, you know, more time to let these characters breathe and develop and become, you know, and I, I really am so excited. But yeah, we were like, we're ready to go. We've just been waiting for COVID to open the doors so that we could really, you know, get out there and pitch it like we want to, but we're hoping to pitch to everyone, yes. all the networks, everybody. And um, we re I reimagined it. And like I said, I've been doing a lot of writing. I'm like, I've written the, we've written the pilot. I, I just finished um, episode two and I'm starting episode three. I'm oh like, well, if I'm, if I'm trapped here, I might as well just continue writing the series. And whether we rewrite it or, or not, at least they can see this is what it is, you know, and I've written the, the show Bible. It's like 40 pages long of this is what this show is. This is the world. These are the characters. This is how they look. This is what they do. This is what motivates them. So, That's you know, keep praying for us because it could be it could be really cool to have a television series. And yes, Gigi, you are in there, girl. I've got you in my project. I'm like, she's. Yeah, you're in there. It's in the there, coolest, no question. It's the coolest. And I, I remember the, you know, we went in for a, 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 like quite a few rehearsals. I'm trying to think how many, but quite you a were, few. I mean, with everyone training. fight rehearsals. We had, the fight, we had yeah. learned fights. And like, we were right there. The, yeah. Those sequences were the best fight sequences I have ever done in my whole bloody life. I was so excited and there, there, I can't even, I don't, no spoiler alerts, but that was beyond stuff I'd ever done. And I'd done five years of, you know, kickboxing and fighting and wire work on Farscape. And then you brought in these amazing people and they trained mm -hmm. us up. And I was like, it's so nice and refreshing when you get to work on a project and you have that much faith in the actors that you're like, you know what, we want to bring you in before. We want to use you guys for the stunts. We want to train you up with this fight. I was like, yeah, I can still kick ass. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> you know, and, and the great thing is everyone's still on board. Like, I think it was, it was enough for everybody to go, no, I really, really believe in this. I really, really believe in this. Yes. So now that it's become a television series, man, I just really hope we can do it because we've got the team. 
we've got everybody, we've got the actors, we've got everyone that we need. It's just a matter of getting the opportunity. That's fantastic. You know? So we're, we're pitching. Good. So. Open up, world. Hurry up. We've got things that Come we need on, to make. COVID. We're ready. Yeah, damn COVID. <laughs> so, uh, so now what is, with all the Comic Cons that you've been to, have you got a, a top fan experience or a couple that you'd like to chat about? Oh, of course. Um, You're like, absolutely well, not, love- none, none whatsoever. Yeah, like, <laughs> I hate those shows. <laughs> no. um, just well, a you few. know, it's almost like, I, I almost like the ones that we have, like, an experience for ourselves and we're not just at the con. Because a lot of times we're just in the convention center and then we go and have dinner and drinks and then we go back to the hotel. And then it's the same thing over and over. We don't even get to see the city. Like, mm. we don't even have time to go and do anything so I love like New York Comic Con because I'm gonna go see a show I don't care how tired I am I'm gonna go do something in New York I love like San Diego Comic Con because it's like 24 hours of non-stop friends and fun and everyone comes like you see everyone it's almost one of those weekends where you're like I can't even I can't even attempt to see all the people that I know that are here and, and so it's just, it, it ends up being this crazy adventure of who you run into. Yes. Um, but I love the ones like I did like Supernova and like that one, you know, you go and you're there for two weeks. So you do two shows, you do one show and then you wait for a week because, you know, it's so expensive to go to Australia. You wait a week and then you do the next show and the con is so amazing. They treat you so great and they set up all these activities. So you're, you know, you really get to know whoever's on that tour with you. Yeah. So I love those. I love the international ones and I love some of the, the, the cities that I love to go to anyway. Uh, so being around all these amazing people all the time, are there still people that you fangirl out over? <laughs> Everybody. Like, I think it's just, it's one of those things. Like, I'm a huge geek and I'm a huge fan of just the art of acting and the art of, like, I love, like, when we're in the green room and people start telling their stories of, how they got in the business or how they got a certain part or they just kind of like it just all you know like we're just sitting there chatting and these conversations come up but man I I I geek out at least once or twice at every show just because I'm I'm just into the art of it I love watching movies I love watching tv I love watching people work so to meet people and see like actually get to know them is is always really cool and generally the people who are at comic cons are generally i mean you always have some stick in the mud but generally (laughs) everyone's really happy to be there and they're really happy to kind of be a part of this you know and they appreciate the opportunity so it's kind of it's a really cool atmosphere behind the scenes and how long did you do uncensored talk for because that's such a great idea and and for the chat room i just said to karen that she should start her own Twitch channel too because I'm like, this is amazing. We all know each other and we have this beautiful family yeah. and we bring on the Twitch tribe. So how long did you do your Uncensored Talk for? I did it for a couple years um, and I would do it at Comic-Cons. Like that was the crazy part. I think I'm totally going to – I'm totally going to do a Twitch channel because I, you're like the hundredth person who's told me like you needed relaunch Uncensored Talk and you need to do it through Twitch. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like yeah. I don't need to – run around a comic-con and because it was kind of one of those things where i would talk to people but it was a con within a like it was a show within a con i wanted people to get that vibe but i think like it's about the connection um and and just getting and i wanted those conversations like those conversations i was having 
in the green room, I wanted to have those same conversations with them in private. Yeah. And I wanted, cause like you could hear, like I did one with Michelle Nichols and it just blew my mind. Like the story of when she was going to quit, she was going to quit Star Trek, you know, cause she was a Broadway, she wanted to go back to Broadway. Wow. And she said a big fan called her and it was Martin Luther King. Oh, and he called her and said, yeah, he called her and said, you cannot quit this show. You are the only woman on television who is not playing a maid or a prostitute or playing a slave. You are playing the lieutenant of uh, of a. Sh this is bigger than this you. Big. You have to stay on this show. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, that's just you know. And she had like the first interracial kiss. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I mean, you meet these people and and they're just awesome. So. I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to do, you, you've inspired me. I'm going to do Uncensored Talk. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely, because that's what I, I, I it's funny because, you know, I, also being in the entertainment end industry, you've got to keep, you know, reinventing yourself and sometimes the answer is just right there, you know, like, like there's been days where I'm like, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? And, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, we, we, we've got everyone at our fingertips. We know these amazing people. We're all friends. Yeah. You know, this is a fantastic life. It's just simplify it and pick up the phone and say, hey, you want to have a chat? Because, you know, they've got this cool thing going. And it's, it's, yeah, sometimes a lot easier than what we make out, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, I, I think this is like where you need to be like it's one of the places you need to be because you are naturally one of those people like you meet Gigi and she's just you're so warm you're right. so kind you're so funny you instantly connect to people and not a lot of people do that so if you're able to do that this is exactly what you should do because it's like it's like talking to your friend you're yeah. you're perfect for this well so how I, I got like a, a a little taste of it um Denver Pop Culture Con the organizer said, oh, you know, I, I've seen you do a couple of moderating things, but they were tiny. And, and she goes, would you like to moderate? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And she goes, who would you like to do? And then I looked at the website and they had, you know, the Back to the Future boys and they had Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy and they had, you know, Sean Gunn and, <laughs> but, you know, Benedict Wong. And, and I was like, all right, I'll do them, you know, thinking that yeah. she's got to turn around and go, don't be ridiculous. And I, so I just picked all the people that I'm a huge fan of and ridiculously yeah. huge people. And I'm like, there's no way that she, you know, she'll give me a podcast. And she's like, absolutely. I'm like, huh? So then all of us, it would kind of was like the happiest accident I could ever have. And then when you're in the yes. flow of it, you're like, oh, I can do this. I love these people. We're, we've come yes. from the same, you know, background and everything. And we, we all have this, a, a similar dream and how do we get into it? And I'm like you, you know, when I was watching Uncensored Talk, it was more like questions you'd have in a cool, chilled out conversation as opposed to, yes. you know, and of course you go through the, the professional fun stuff as well, but... But it's a it's an absolute delight. Uh, now, Captain yeah. wants to know how you get through your writer's block. You know what? I'll tell you. It's just you have to like you got to be disciplined if you're a writer. That's the one thing that I've found that has really helped me is that I say every day you got to write something, even if it's one word, one sentence, and not every day you'll write something great. So you need to take that out of your mind that every day you're gonna create a masterpiece because that's not the case. Um, there was a particular scene that I was writing in this current script that I was doing and I just couldn't work my way through it, but I knew it didn't feel right. And I just kept going, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. So I literally walked away from it for a few days and I go, you know what? 
it's gonna hit you and it's gonna make sense and you gotta fix this section but you can't force it so i've really just learned to just kind of give myself the chance to kind of let things breathe um one of the things that i that has really helped me also is that in final draft which is the um the i guess it's the program that you use to write most of the industry uses final draft they have a a, a little concept to where you can play it so you can press play and it's almost like an automated version but you hear your script read back to you and it's really interesting it's almost like having a table read but not having actors but you, the computer's reading it to me oh, and wow. that really helped me work out that scene like i was like oh well that makes no sense okay wait wait wait, wait. and it just the ideas will start coming so it's it's just one of those things you gotta just hang in there um, you got to be disciplined. Like if you're really trying to get a project done, make sure you set aside two to three hours a day and go, I'm going to write. And even if you write one sentence, you know, at least you, you, you took the time out of your day to focus on that. This is what I'm going to do. And most of the times you'll write and you'll write fine. And you just got to accept the fact that every day is not going to be a masterpiece, you, but there are going to be days that you're going to work through it. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is one of, this is a great day. So you just got to keep working to the great days. Because I have uh, ideas like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. And I have little moments and stuff. And then, I'm, but, but then to sit down and put it in a script format does my head in. You know what you should do? You need to get a, 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 micro, a, a voice recorder or get your cell phone and you need to act it out to yourself and dictate, like you almost do dictation. And yeah. like, if it's a scene, Record yourself doing that scene Talking and record it. it. And then they have, they even have software where you can take that recording and it'll type it out for you. But I think you, you got to get those ideas down. Yes, so record the ideas yeah. and then go back and listen to them. And something, something's going to pop. Like how this show popped, like it was just almost like that happy surprise. You're going to happily surprise yourself. Yeah. Um, but record it because you got to keep those ideas logged. But I'm actually very thankful now for the, these little Bluetooth things. Like when we were allowed to walk walk out, you know how actors, how we have to learn our lines. And I'm sure the amount of times, because we're so in the actor mode, we don't realise that yeah. we're just, if anyone sees us from the outside, they're like, who the heck are they speaking to? <laughs> but now at least everyone's got a Bluetooth. Everyone just talks in their, t talks to themselves yeah. now anyway, right? So that's fine, fine. Yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> so just like, yeah, you're constantly talking to yourself. I know when I'm driving down the street, people think I'm crazy, but like I'm like working out scenes in my head. I'm working here. <laughs> I'm working. I might still be Talk a little bit crazy. But yeah. <laughs> so in five years' time, where do you want to be? Oh, well, I want to have my production company full-fledged. I'd hope to be shooting at least uh, two to three productions at the same time. And because, I, I mean, the order is just one idea. Like I've got many other television show ideas but i also have really really talented friends who are writers and i i would just want to be like shonda rhimes and have two or three shows working at the same time yeah. like that's the goal for me and i you know i'm really good at producing and supervising but i'm also like i you know obviously i'd be writing on one but i'd want to help other people get their shows done as well Mul so, multitasking producer <laughs> <laughs> and would you go so do you still do any singing stuff would you do music videos would you would you do you do live performances why aren't you why haven't i seen you in concert lately i know <laughs> you know what i i haven't sung like professionally in years but i've always said 
you know, I was, I was like, I was talking to the Crush Girls, and I was like, we should do a song. Maybe yes. we should do a song and we'll uh, put it on the order or something. Or it'll, it'll pop up somewhere. So I would probably do a song and contribute it to the soundtrack. Yeah. I want you to do a song for the order because you're, I mean, oh this is God. the funny thing, Gigi. I had no idea you sang, and then I, you posted a video, and I was like what is this like it was kind of the same situation and you were so amazing and it was you and your brother and i was like oh my god so it's like everyone's multi-talented like it's not just one one trick pony it's like everybody's got two or three things that they do you know and that's really cool i love surrounding myself with people like that <laughs> um speaking of which when do, are you into horror films tell me because yeah. i watched some of devon's ghost and now uh -huh. i'm gonna have night terrors for sure thank you <laughs> uh, thanks for that it, as if life wasn't insane enough and i'm like watching this clip i'm like never get out of the car what <laughs> so just if in the future okay if you being chased by an axe murderer or what a guy with a shovel. You gotta, you gotta drive the audience crazy. Like there's always that dumb girl who gets out of the car. The like. keys. I'm like, put them in. Get just get the other key. Don't drop the keys. And, and oh, <laughs> don't walk into the bushes by yourself. Don't get out of the car. Don't. <laughs> Why? Why would we do those oh. things? I know. I yeah. I. It was funny because at the time we had a very small budget, but we had enough to shoot a film and we were like, what could we shoot that would not cost a lot? And a horror movie is pretty easy to shoot. And we called Koichi Sakamoto, who was one of the uh, directors on Power Rangers. And he actually came and did all of the action sequences because oh. I was like, I want a, a horror film where they actually fight back, you know, like where they'll actually, you know, they're not just going to sit there and take it and die within two seconds. So that was kind of how Devin's Ghost came about. But yeah, it was, uh, I really don't even watch horror films on the normal, but yes. that was kind of how that movie, it was a, the less expensive movie to shoot. So your fight sequences in that are just amazing. I'm like, yeah, get him, get him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the, the yeah. Jed and Sky were like, what's mummy doing in there? I'm like, nothing, just re research. Mummy, mummy's working, mummy's working. Mummy's working. <laughs> mummy's working. <laughs> Uh, so have you had uh what's been what's been your weirdest audition experience you had a bizarre weirdest one audition um i remember i went in and auditioned and like they had made like this really like fuss because i don't think they were i think they were looking for a um a latin girl and i'm half mexican but i mean i I look black, so it's not like I'm gonna go out for roles that are Latina. But um, I, they sent me out and I just went out and I remember they were like, oh, she's not right and blah, blah, blah and whatever. And I was like, well, can I just do it since I'm here? <laughs> like, And I don't know why I would never say that in the casting room, you know? And it was like the producers and they were like, oh, sure, yeah. Like I almost okay. felt like, why would they have that conversation in front of me? Like that's something you do when I leave the room. But they were just kind of going through that. And I just like, well, can I just do it? I'm here, you know? And they were like, oh yeah, sure, we're so sorry. And so I did the part and I don't know if that's why I got the part, but I ended up getting like a recurring role oh my on a TV show. <laughs> and it was a good one. It was like a good, you know, but I think it was just because I was bold enough to kind of, um, Not I don't know, I didn't, I didn't kind of stand up for myself a yes. little bit or just demand that I get a chance. Like I didn't, I was not gonna leave that room until they at least heard me out, you know, at least let me do my thing. 
and I did it and 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 I think the director he was really nice to me I think he just was like I like this girl <laughs> she's got she's got some special something little bit of something, and, something. I, and I'm not that person like I'm usually like I go in there I'm smiley and I'm go whatever you want you know you just do what they want you yes. know they already know what they want so it's almost one of those things of well if, if you're it they'll pick you you know um but yeah that day I was like I'm not leaving this room until you let me <laughs> one more thing now listen, I've heard a rumor that you have created a, a million things and a comic con is one of them. Yeah, like what? when do I have time? When like do I don't you, even do understand you? how I thought I'd have time. Um, yes, I we started our we did a, a comic con in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Ranger Stop and Pop. And it's not just Power Rangers, it's Ranger Stop and Pop because we want pop culture guests to come as well. I think I probably yeah. submitted probably. I'm like Hello, Ranger Pop and so you're like, oh, here she comes. <laughs> How many times? It was funny because people were submitting, and I was like, I know them, I know them, and but it was just like, you know, but yeah, and and we had our first year show last January in 2009. Went really well. We had about 3,000 people show up, which we were like, what? You know, you just don't know. Like you do all these prom all this promotion, and you do all this stuff, and you go, okay, either people will show up or they won't. You just don't know what's gonna happen. And they did, they showed up and a lot of my, my Power Ranger friends, they came and did the show so and cool. they did me a, did us a solid. And so it's been really good. Um, we had a show scheduled for this year and obviously coronavirus, you know, killed any of that, but we have our, our next show planned for March um, 5th through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. So everybody goes. Stop and stop. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I've, like, I got time for this, but I, luckily I have two really amazing partners. You know Nakia. She was a Yellow Ranger as well. She's my partner as well as um, Mikey. He owns a Ranger Stop in Orlando. So What, we, we what date is it now? Handle it. The March the? March 5th through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, cool. That sounds amazing. And if, RangerStopAtlanta.com and you get all the info. All right, and then in uh, on social media, how can people find you and watch all your amazing productions and and all that fun stuff? Where do they, they find? They can find you? me at on Instagram at Karen Ashley and on Facebook at official Karen Ashley. You're amazing, and it's K A R A N, no E. <laughs> yes, yes, I love you, babe. Thank you so much for stopping I love by. You. I can't wait till we're back on the circuit. And oh, I did one. I actually did a, a little convention in Iowa last weekend, and I was super surprised. It went really well. Everyone was very respectful. Everyone socially distanced. Everyone was wearing masks. Um, the planes. Oh well, there's hope then. I think. I think. I think we're gonna be like towards the end of the year. You know, God willing, there'll be a vaccine, and then everything will just gradually get back. But like you said, there are smaller shows that are yeah. happening, and things are happening. So yeah. I think we're gonna find a way because yes. it's such a cool like group of people. You know, we've got a whole family out there, and everyone's hurting. So I hope that everybody can get back soon. Yeah. But I can't wait to hug you and Jed and little Skywalker. I, I, I like. Can't wait. I like that we're matching, even though we didn't coordinate. Of course we are. I do, know. Do, do. In our little snazzy outfits. I love you, love you, love you a million times. And everybody, make sure you follow Karen on social media. She's got a gazillion beautiful productions in the works. And uh, yeah, have a beautiful day. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye. I'm still here. Wee, there's amazing Karen. She rocks. I love her. Woohoo!
There you go, guys. Beautiful Karen Ashley from Power Rangers, writer, producer, creator, amazing singer, platinum album. What the heck, man? I got cool friends. She rocks. Uh, so there you go. Here's my little notebook. I actually got a notebook, so now I can write all my questions for my guests. It's all getting very, very serious here in the land of Twitch. Uh, so, uh, some exciting news for you guys is uh, next weekend, no, next weekend, the weekend after, not this weekend, next weekend, um, we have another comic convention. Uh, it is in, let's have a look here. Do, 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 do. It's in... Uh, Iowa, but in a different area, about three hours from where we were last time. It's at QuadCon Des Moines. And it's at Anima... Oh, it's not QuadCon, that was last weekend, sorry. An Amazing in Iowa. And that's July 31st to August the 2nd. So if that's your area, come and say hello. Uh, it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Here's my website. If you're new to the channel, you can check it out. I've got my showreel there. A nice shop where you can buy lots of prezies. Ooh, presents, we love presents. Now on Friday, we all hang out in Zoom. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please press the follow button then you can get updated when we're live. And uh, here is the little Zoom link where you can pick up a ticket. It's lots of fun because I get to see your beautiful faces. And uh, people in Zoom have been doing all sorts of amazing things. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they surprised me with donuts because I'm obsessed with donuts. I just love them. So I put the link to the Zoom there. Uh, now, tomorrow, we have the amazing Lex Rudd joining us uh, from Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. She's awesome and she's a new mum, so she's taking time out especially to hang out with us all. Uh, and now I'm going to sing you a little, little song. It's a little bit of fun for the day. I, you actually got a sneak preview in Karen's beautiful interview. It, I bumped the wrong button, of course, me and my one-woman show. Uh, right when we were talking about tunes, strangely enough. All right, let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. <coughs> I wonder what song this is. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Yeah. 
in the street, gonna take on the world someday. You got blood on your face, been in disgrace, waving your banner all back in place. social media what an amazing goddess uh tune in tomorrow for our beautiful lex rudd from jim henson's creature shop challenge here's the link to our zoom for friday for our newbies in the room subscribers get lots of treats we hang out in discord on saturday for about an hour and yeah my amazing brother jake edgley joins us on tuesdays for wonderland jam uh, but for now, I'm going to leave you with, let me see what I've got for you today. A little short film that I did. Here's a nice promo. It's called Hashtag, which you can watch, watch on dust. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Welcome to your new celebrity franchise. Open the door to the rest of your life. Four, three, two, one, ready, go. Oh, I'm gonna level over you. X, what is your status?
If you want to be successful, love what you're doing. Submit. 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 Product flash. No, you are the best friends. You're bringing social media to the next level. Be famous. I wish I was you. The ultimate influencer. The ultimate celebrity. The ultimate you. You will have all the friends you've been dreaming of. Make their choices for them. You have opened the door to the rest of your life. Fame. Fame is just a heartbeat away.